Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. Stoked to be with you today, PCC. For those of you online, love you guys. Stoked you're joining, you're with us. And love you guys that we're all together in the room. So I am super stoked to be here with you today. Today's a little bit unique. We're going to have a service where we're going to speak to each other a little bit. And it's kind of wild to hold that. Like usually I'm like really comfortable in my sermon. I'm like this is my my template, but this today is very open and open-handed and open-ended, and uh, so I am counting on this being mutually edifying today as we go into it. So it's a little bit of a hybrid, part message, part experiential. There's going to be a moment in the middle of the gathering where we actually just take some time to be alone with the passage of Scripture. Hopefully you got one of those on the way in. Uh, And we're going to take some space for reflection and just allow the Lord to speak. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to tell you a story about when I was a kid. Uh, I have, you know, me and a group of cousins, we would go on a hunting trip. And as kids, my uncles that we looked up to, they were bow hunters. And they would run around during the day and they would be uh, you know, chasing after deer, uh, looking forward to trying to get one. Um, we were a bunch of kids that looked maybe a little more like the movie Sandlot, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of kids, but we were all like, we had all wearing camouflage that we had got at the surplus store. We all had our canteens on our hip. We all had like, you know, the, the camouflage trucker hat. And because we were so little, you know, it was like the strap was so, you know, overlapped because, you know, it was real, because we were small. And we were running around with these little recurve bows and arrows that probably would bounce off of a rabbit, you know, if you actually tried to shoot it, because there, there was no poundage to them. But we were, we were serious, you know, we were serious hunters. But my dad and my uncle would go on this trip, and they didn't hunt, but they would take us on these hikes, and they called it the death march. Like, hey, kids, want to go on a death march? And we're like, yeah. Like, it just sounded tough. Like, let's go. So we would go on these hikes and we would go like, okay, today we're going to ascend this peak. Uh, And we would go up and we would, you know, ascend that peak. Or we'd go, you know, another day we'd go and we'd climb this other mountain. And at the top of these peaks was this highlight. There was always at the top of the mountain, there was this pile of rocks. And inside that pile of rocks would be a coffee can. And you would open up that coffee can. There'd be a piece of paper in it. And it said... Uh, your name and a date, so you could come and sign your name that you had ascended that mountain, that you had climbed that peak, and we got to write our names. There'd be a little golf pencil in there, and you'd just kind of fill it in. But I remember, I didn't really know this until later on, but my dad was telling me how often we got lost. I didn't even know that as a kid. Like, him and my uncle were like, oh, shoot, where are we? Here they are with, you know, half a dozen, even with six or seven cousins of us, you know, around them. And we're, we're just trusting in our, in our guide. And uh, we, would, we, would often, we would often get lost. They'd lose the landscape. You know, what peak is that? I don't know. What, you know, somehow you can could, you could kind of figure out by the mountaintops where you actually were. Um, so today, uh, I would like to invite you. We're going to be going into our new series. We're going into Psalm 119. And in this, we are actually taking sections of this psalm through our summer. And each week, we're going to take two sections of this psalm. 
But uh, if you would turn to your Bibles, if you've got a pew Bible there, it's page 610. Uh, We're going to talk about this psalm. Now, Psalm 19, you can think of it as the greatest peak in the psalms. It's the largest psalm. And when back in those hunting trips, I remember we, we, the day we climbed the highest peak, there was a mountain there called Sugarloaf. And we climbed up the, the Mount Sugarloaf. But somehow, no matter where you were in that whole area, you could always determine where you are if you could find Sugarloaf. And this is kind of like what this psalm is like. The longest psalm in the psalms at 176 verses. It's the, actually the biggest chapter in the entire Bible. It's the pinnacle of psalms. It's a psalm that actually celebrates the gift of God's word. It's, it's so much of it is just a reflection of like, God, your word, your word, your word. If you look at this psalm, and maybe you can already see this if you've got it open, is that it's broken down. There's a little subtitle word right above each section, each eight verses or so. There's a verse, in the first one it says, uh, it says Aleph. The second one it says Bet. Third one, Gimel. Fourth one, Dalit. That's essentially Hebrew alphabet. A, Aleph. B, Bet. See, Gimel, it's, it's, it's the Hebrew alphabet that it's, it's actually telling you the name of each of the first four letters that I just mentioned. But it goes through, these sections go through all 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. What's actually really interesting about this, I just actually learned this in my study, was that you, each one of these sections, let's say Aleph, Every, every word in Hebrew, every verse starts with an A. It starts with a left in, in every verse of that section. It doesn't translate the same in English, but you go to bet, and every one starts with bet as, this, as the first word of each verse. And it goes that way through the entire Psalm 119. So this summer, we're going to climb the mountain of Psalm 119, since we feel that it has the keys to finding our way. It has a way of being that peak, that pinnacle. If I have reference to that, I can know where I am and I can find my way. And we need this. We need this with the tensions that we deal with. That life, our lives are not without confusion. Our lives, every one of our lives, includes some seasons of lostness, of spaces where we are looking for uh, to, to find our way. A little bit of where am I right now? Some of you can reflect on that in your own life. You can look back and you can say, man, I remember this season of my life, how lost I felt. And maybe some of you are actually in that season where you're thinking, man, I wish I had the ability to find something, some way to navigate around, some way to find that peak that I could actually reference. We feel it. Life has disruption. Sometimes it has the loss of a loved one. It has the breaking of a relationship. It has the unexpected in it. It has change that comes our way. Finding our way is critical. So we have a hope for this passage, and this hope is that these three words would be a part of, uh, a, a part of what you discover in Psalm 119. And that is gratitude, 
awe, and dependence. Our hope is that you grow in gratitude of God. Our hope is that you become more in awe of the word of God, that you become more dependent on God and his word for finding your way in life. It's, I think it's a little bit like I mentioned even, and just even to come up here and just to start that prayer, even just with worship, that I think the closer we stand to, I think the closer we stand to the foot of the Lord, the closer we stand to the truth, the more we invest and dive into the word of God, the more profound it becomes, the taller it looks when you're up close. So I think even too, as we jump into Psalm 119, I hope that that gratitude grows as you get closer, that your awe of God grows as you get closer, and that your dependence grows as you see the distance of how great he is and how much you need him. So I hope all of this as we look into Psalm 119. So two questions we want to look at when we study this. In a moment, we're going to go into a time where you are going to reflect on it. And these two questions I want you to ask yourself are this. What does this psalm say about God? And the second question is this. They're both up here. What what does it mean for me? This is the what and the so what. What does it say about God? So what does it mean for me? And then I would encourage you later beyond this week, dive into the Beyond Sunday. There's questions that take you further in. Allow these verses to soak with you just over the week. You can take that bookmark with you. There's going to be a new one each week through this series with the passage that we're going through that week. And you can take that with you and let it just, let it just be something that nourishes you through the week, that you sit with in the silence during the week. And then the other thing even too, if Uh, For all of you that are on our Right Now Media account, um, take a look in there. There's there's some videos in there that we have featured by Matt Chandler, and they actually take you further in as well. This might be great for you small group leaders who want to implement these within your groups. If you don't have a Right Now Media account, um, you can fill out our, just go to our connection card, write write us a note in there. We'll we'll set you up and show you how how to get on there. So this is what we're going to do. Take your bookmarks with you. Pull out your bookmarks. And read through this passage. I'm going to give you some minutes just to read through this passage over the next, uh, the ne- the next five minutes. We're going to read through this passage. Read it multiple times. Read it once, twice, three times. Circle common words and phrases that stand out. What is the Lord speaking to you? What is standing out? And afterwards, I'm going to actually, we'll have a microphone, and uh, I would love your interaction um, just on what, 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 is, what is standing out to you? What is the Lord nourishing you with? What is he saying? So go ahead and grab that, and Marty, if I can invite you to the piano. And this is something to do uh, by yourself, just to dive into it. We're going to take a five-minute focus, and then I'm going to come back up here, and then I'm going to... We're gonna we're gonna hear from all of us.
If you're joining us online, I would love for you just to write in the chat, type that out in the chat, just what is the Lord speaking to you? Feel free to fill up the chat with just those ideas, those thoughts that are coming to your mind, those phrases that stand out, those words that stand out. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? For us in the room, uh, I would love it if anyone would share. They have some roaming mics that are here. Uh, If you would just raise your hand and we could get that on the audio as well. Uh, But if you just raise your hand where you're at, what is the Lord saying to you? Shalom Aleichem to everyone. Peace be unto you. What is, what did God reveal to me? Yahweh revealed to me of how much he loves us. And always for our best interest. And what does this mean to me? Of how much I love him. Thank you. Thank you. Peggy. Hi. I don't think I have to stand up. <laughs> anyway. Um, What really stood out to me was the second part of verse 2, seek him with all your heart. And um, the first thing I thought of is how we hold back a little corner or a little piece of our heart, and the blood doesn't flow through there. It just avoids that area. Um, And I think that um, that hurts us in our relationship with God, and if we can learn to really let loose of all of our heart, then then we're surrendered. But then the second thing that came was that it's not our brain. You see, it doesn't say, seek me with all of your mind or all of your brain. Um, That's not how you fall in love with the Lord, as this gentleman said before me. Um, It's through your heart, not through your brain. Awesome. Thank you. Real short, the Father knows best. (laughs) Well said. Uh, What struck me is the blessing of walking in God's commands proves to me that those commands come out of love. Mm -hmm. Those are love-driven commands because when you walk in them, it's such a rich blessing. Amen. Thanks, Mike. I feel like Thomas, my Lord and my God. You have authority and love for us, and so I can trust you. You are the Almighty, the Holy One, the Comforter, the Mighty God. Um, You are everything, and so I really want to seek you with all my heart, and I want to hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Awesome. Thanks, Henry. Hi. As I went through this, I just saw a lot of words, um, law, obey, decrees, commands. Um, Speaks to me that, you know, the Lord is the lawgiver. And we are to obey his laws. If we are to 
I'll really be blessed. It says, then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. And to me, I think that speaks to um, us in a world where maybe not everyone feels that way, where not everyone um, seeks God and clings to him. And I think it's, it's good for us to hear that we shouldn't be put to shame for the way we are we're mm. going. Mm. Thanks, Jack. One more. Um, I didn't get the bookmark, but I will say what I feel like God had revealed, and I think I felt it for, like, the season, um, and kind of how it goes with our benediction, where we try to heal ourselves through healing others. I think sometimes if we put self aside and kind of love others by loving God first, therefore we know how to love correctly as opposed of how we think love should be. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you all for sharing that feedback. Thank you all for sharing just what stirred in your heart. This passion for the word, it's so wild even to walk through this text where it even says blessed. Blessed are, and this, this idea that blessed, and Dallas Willard had pointed this out at one time. He said blessed could be translated most satisfied. It doesn't mean it's trouble-free. It doesn't mean all you, you know, you're on this stream of blessing and nothing's going to go wrong in your life. It just means that as you encounter life, you will be most satisfied as you, as you invest in the word, as you dive into this, as you saturate your soul with what God has to say, with his good law. As Mike said, even too, it's for you. It's a gift. And this psalm, as it celebrates the goodness of God in the psalmist, there's this acknowledgement that your, your word is amazing, and man, have patience with me. So there's both this yearning to be, this holiness that is seen of what God is, this how profoundly wonderful he is, how much I want to live into that, simultaneous acknowledgement that I'm going to mess up sometimes, but you have not forsaken me. And this is the beauty of Christ, that I am, you know, a revelation that comes from this law of looking at the scripture as how perfect and beautiful and amazing God is, and yet it grows in this distance that I mentioned where the more profound I see God is, the more I see how much I fall short. And then Jesus closes that distance, that the gospel closes that distance, and it says that God and I can commune together, I can reside with him, I can be at that mountain because of Jesus, because of what he's allowed. And so there's yearning, not perfection, but yearning to please the one who this psalm talks about. But God does not forsake us. So my question here today is where are you with gratitude? Where are you with awe? Where are you with dependence? Because the closer we stand to this mountain, the closer we dive into the word, the more its proximity is so near to us, 
it reveals that distance that the gospel can close. But that would be my invitation as we go through this summer series into Psalm 119, that it would be profound for you. And the revelation that you get as the word speaks to you, works on you, would actually begin to inform how you see God and how, that, how Christ closes that distance and how the, how the gospel changes our lives. The closer we stand to the mountain, the taller it looks. So on your card, maybe you took notes on it, maybe there's something you need to circle on your card. Where are you with a perfect God who has not given up on you? The more time I spend in scripture, God's holiness becomes more profound. My lostness becomes more profound. And my dependence on him to lead the way becomes more profound. Please pray with me. Father, as we go into this next series and even today as we go into our week, there is a part of your presence that I want to carry with me. There is an acknowledgement of how mighty and how amazing and how majestic and how incredible, how wonderful you are. And as I yearn to be like you, as I yearn for your righteousness, I also see the places that I fall short. And I'm reminded of a son that you sent to save me to close the distance. I pray, Lord, that my praise would flow out this week, that that would be the case for everyone here, for what God has done in your life, for his holiness, for your lostness. Draw us to dependence on you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.